3: Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 457. I'm your host, Chris Jones. We're going to talk some football tonight. Actually, I haven't even looked at the agenda. What the hell is going on here? Oh, um, BLM has something to say. Of course, he does. He usually does. Cody's apologizing. Uh, Lucky Whitehead had surgery. We've got Devere Posey, Eddie Steele. We might as well talk about, what's his name, uh... Lawler. We, everybody else is talking about Kenny Lawler, so we might as well talk about him. We'll do that somewhere in here. And uh, what else is cool? What else is wonderful? We just had a foot, game of football last. Uh, about finished about half an hour ago with the Ottawa Red Blacks and the Toronto Argonauts at BMO Field, and Toronto's doing really well at home this year. What are they? Uh, I think they're undefeated at home. I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe not. We'll I'll have to take a look at that and see what's going on. But um. Uh, there's not much for me to talk about tonight, so I'm just going to open up the mics and bring everybody in, uh, bring the two boys in, and uh, we'll talk some football from now until 10 o'clock, Pacific uh, Daylight Time, With Daylight Time until, what, November 1st-ish something, so another month to pass Halloween, and we go over to Standard Time, and it's, what, gets dark at 5 o'clock, 4.30 at night, oh my God, it's terrible. Okay, I'm opening up the mics here, boom, 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 that's working, that's working. Hey, guys, welcome to the show, Charles, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, just uh,
2: sitting here in the, uh, our, um, in the office here, ready to talk, and uh, looking outside and seeing the darkness, remembering when it was still broad daylight when we started our show, but those days are, are gone for about eight months. So,
3: Hey, it hey, is daylight what it is. when we ended our show.
2: Yes, that's true. In some of those months, it is. Yeah, it's not dark till like 10.30, but... Yeah, Look, those are gone for, for quite a while. Sure. Yep.
3: I'm a little further north and a little higher in elevation. Yeah, you, you get so. darker. You get darker even I earlier. Get... So. No, 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 no. Later. I get, oh yeah, I get you get later the
2: further north. Yeah, that's right.
3: Well, at least in the summertime, the wintertime yep. it's darker longer. But I'm also yep. higher in elevation, so I can see the sun longer than you can. Hmm. Because we're almost, a, you know, we're we're not that far apart. I'm not that much further east than you, but I am that much higher. Anyhow, how are you doing? What's going on? Anything interesting? No. What? I said, how are you? Anything interesting? I'm doing well. What's going on? Okay. Uh,
2: nothing in particular.
3: Okay. Well, then let's just uh, talk to Will then. Okay. It seems to be really boring, so let's, <laughs> let's talk to Will. Thank
1: oh, you. Oh, like. and, and, and there's nothing going on with me these days except work, 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 which is what well, I do horrible. best. So, that,
0: that's not you know, a bad thing. I'm,
1: I'm so busy it's scary. I can't keep up. I'm at work at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I come home at 6 o'clock at night, and it's constant right now, so. You know, but hopefully that will pass.
3: Yeah, but and it's the job. It's not like you work really hard or anything. Oh my God, you're yeah, okay. going to
2: get some argument on that, I suspect.
3: Yeah, no, I,
1: I, as far as physically work really hard, nope. It's not even, yeah. not even close. Not even the slightest.
3: There's no calluses on your hands.
1: Pots I have to deal with every day. You'd
3: probably kill yourself. So, anyway, yeah, I don't think so. I used to do point. that. I don't that's like. I don't like doing it anymore. Yeah.
1: Okay.
3: I know. So yeah. I, yeah, I've matured, so I'm good. So, but yeah.
1: And tonight, tonight there's a football game on that I slept through. So,
3: and are, is anybody
1: going to tell me who won?
3: Toronto won thirty-five to so, six. Toronto.
1: Correct. 35 to what? 16. 16.
3: Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah, so uh, it, that's 51 points. So um, I was low man at 42, I believe. I think that's what we we talked about. And you guys were both higher than that. But uh, I believe you picked Ottawa, Will. Char- Charles what? and myself took Toronto. Sure.
1: Char- no, no, I took Toronto. Charles. Oh, took no, Toronto. you got
2: that. You got that wrong. Who? I'm Who's the Ottawa? idiot. I'm the idiot Who? that took Ottawa. Not me.
3: Not Will. Oh, are you? Okay, That's I knew one correct. of you guys took the, Ottawa, which was ridiculous. Um, okay, well, th- hey, I might actually get ahead of Charles this week. Honestly, I just got a hundred points. Me. Uh-huh. me too. And I'm not going to lose a hundred picks. I'm not going to lose a hundred points picking the Lions because they're not playing. They're on a bye. Okay, uh, so last, last week we had four games. The first one up there, was Edmonton Elks playing the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, Edmonton, uh, who were showing some signs of, of life, but not really. Um, they, they, they just absolutely shit the bed here and let Red Blacks beat them for the second time this year. Second time. Ottawa's got two victories this year. Both of them are against the Edmonton football team. Like, seriously, how 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 shitty do you have to be to lose to Ottawa? Even Toronto didn't do that. Okay, so Ottawa, they were victorious in this game, 34-24. Uh, Charles, you watch it? Anything interesting in this game? What did you see? Mm-hmm. This, this was I a saw a really crappy
1: Evans. playing
2: Edmonton team. Yeah. Caleb Evans, right. He came out, and uh, he looked actually really good in that game. Uh, didn't last long, but, I mean, he looked really <laughs> good in this game. Um, yeah. Um, uh, of course, this is the guy they don't have a lot of uh, film on, and so when you're playing a quarterback that you haven't really seen a lot of, it can be very difficult. And he, he made the plays that he needed to make, and what can I say about um, Edmonton? They didn't they weren't even close um yeah this is um this is going to be one of the um things that the elk are going to want to forget from this season two losses to ottawa like uh, what's wrong with you guys <laughs> honestly it's ottawa and you can't beat them even once and this was uh it was a bad game it was uh kind of uh, you know, this is an embarrassment for Edmonton, it really is. Um, and Ottawa Gee, they they're probably hoping they can play Edmonton more often this. Apparently, like, there was a kind of a joke thing on Twitter. I think it was from Dave Naylor, saying that basically all of the rest of the games have
3: been No, 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 uh, it was Melt Steel. No Stegall, that's right. Mi- yeah. It was Milton Steel. Yeah.
2: They do that, maybe they'd be undefeated the rest of the year. So, um, uh, yeah, Edmonton looked good, but uh, like I said, it didn't last all that long. And, but they got the win; can't take that away from them. And I don't think I'd want to because they don't have much else.
3: No, I, I honestly don't think they got too much in the uh, the standings department at all. Uh, Edmonton is uh, is now two and five, which is ridiculous. They're two wins at all. One of them was against the Lions, that was really sad. And Ottawa I don't want to talk about that again. Calgary. Yes, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Edmonton beat Calgary. And Edmonton beat the Lions. Yeah, okay. Feels like shit. Okay, so um, you got anything to say about this game there, Will?
1: Well, you know what? I watched most of that game, and uh, Ottawa's – Ottawa's quarterback looks uh, okay. He's looked look better than most of their quarterbacks have looked lately. And uh, they beat Edmonton. So, like you that guys said, if they, play Edmonton, if they play Edmonton every week, then they might have a chance at winning the Grey Cup. So I guess they're not going to win the Grey Cup. And why does why does Marcel Desjardins still have a job is a question. <laughs> So oh. it's
3: not a million dollar question.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So and, and
3: and you you know you know the, his counterpart for lack of a better term there uh, who I kind of stuck up for in the last show which was Brock Sunderland uh, he got tossed yes. under the bus this week too in Edmonton and and yeah That's on the agenda well, I guess yep. We're we're gonna get to that yeah. a little later on. No, we're not. It's not. You haven't got it on here, do you? I thought I did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The last Eddie Steele segment. Last segment. Segment nine.
2: nine. We can we can always yeah. switch them around if we want to
3: because there's no. Oh yeah. But
2: set, we're just talking uh, about the games up, yeah. right
3: now. I, yeah. I I actually like enjoyed watching Caleb Evans play football. He actually did a pretty good job, but again, he did. Every quarterback uh, not every, but most quarterbacks in their first game usually play fairly well because nobody knows what the hell to do with them. So everybody just mm-hmm. kind of steps back, they 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 play that um I still I've, for like 2 weeks now, I I I've, I've lost the word for that defense. Wait, prevent Prevent defense, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you kind of just play a prevent defense with a, a quarterback that you don't know anything about. You usually get your ass burned no matter what, right? Because that's the most stupid thing I've ever heard seen in, in my life in, in the defensive scheming things. So It's anyway, kind of ridiculous to...
2: to call it prevent defense because it doesn't prevent anything. In fact, it does the opposite.
3: Yeah, yeah, you're going to lose and I don't understand why anybody does it. Uh, So it was Ottawa 34, Edmonton 24 was the final score. Uh, Charles, you took Edmonton 48 points. Um, It was actually a total of 58, so you were off by 10, got 22 points there. Uh, Will, you uh, went off on a limb here and picked Edmonton at 43, uh, you were off by 15, grabbed 12 points, and uh, CJ picked Edmonton as well at 42. Nobody had the balls to pick Ottawa, and yet Ottawa won. So I got 10 points out of that, so low man on the, score, on the scoreboard there. Uh, the second game up was the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers in uh, coming into BC Place to play in the Dome uh, to play the Lions, and uh, that did not go as well. I remember a time where like, the Lions would go entire season's they were never defeated at home. They took use the home field advantage, the crowd, everything was there, and you just couldn't beat the Lions at home. Now the Lions don't seem to be able to win at home. Um, what are they're one and three this year at home, and three and one on the road? So, yeah, it's a it's a sad thing. So Winnipeg, uh, did the BC Lions. 30-9. I watched the game. It was like the O-line couldn't protect Riley to save their life. Um, and I, I don't really think the Winnipeg defense was playing all that good. BC just played like shit. Uh, you know, you, you, I'm not taking anything against away from Jackson, Jeff Coates, or, or uh, uh, Willie Jefferson, or you know, Adam Big Hill. Because they all played a pretty solid game, and they're consistent, if nothing else. Right, It was a good game for, for Winnipeg. I mean, it just literally proved the point that Winnipeg is the the team to beat this year. They are the top of the league, and uh, I don't think there's anybody that's going to be able to really challenge them too hard. Are they head and shoulders above everybody else? No, that game was winnable. Hmm. BC could have won it. They didn't. They didn't step up and play the game. And in fact, they didn't even score a touchdown. They had three field goals. Uh, they gave up two touchdowns, and that's uh, kind of sucks again. So they're back to their old ways again. And I don't know. I'm just gonna fuck away from this one. Let Charles talk.
2: Oh God, this was a frustrating game to watch. Um, I'm gonna do. you at it? Do. I thought the Winnipeg. I was not. I was not at this game this time. Uh, I'm kind of thankful to be honest that I didn't spend money on that um yeah. but I'm going to I'm going to disagree I thought actually the Winnipeg defense played quite well I thought I thought the defense and the offense of Winnipeg was really firing on all cylinders I thought they were really really good uh Kenny Lawler had a monster game and then uh well, we'll we can discuss that later I just realized I forgot to put that on the agenda but that should we can discuss that too uh, he got himself into some uh, trouble. But we'll get to that later. But in terms of just this game alone, he was spectacular. He had over 200 yards receiving. Um, um, Zach Caleros was just on the mark pretty much all night. And i want to be honest, the Lions didn't really challenge him. I thought they had done a pretty good job the week before getting Zach Caleros running. Um, so
3: Cody, Cody Fajardo. Running
2: around the field. Or, excuse me, Cody Fajardo, not Zach Caleros. That's Zach Caleros who they just played. But he they gave him an easy night. They really weren't um, uh, challenging him all that much at all. Meanwhile, um, the Lions offensive line looked like the 20 off- 2019 Lions offensive line. Mike Riley was running for his life all night. This is the first time he's really looked like that this year. Uh, they've actually protected him quite well until this game, and in this game they were just, it was just at one play after another, he's running for his life. And then the big uh, hurt, the biggest uh, bad takeaway from this game, the Lions lose Lucky Whitehead, who has really been, along with Riley, the MVPs of this team. And then Lucky Righthead goes and breaks his hand. Uh, gets his hand broken on a hit after making a catch. Give the guy some credit. He tried to come back into the game and play basically with one arm, which really not a good idea. He probably shouldn't have done that. If he was that badly hurt, he shouldn't have, uh, you know, stay out of the game at that point. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, this was a frustrating game. This was a, a game where the Lions – you know they could have been in it, but they never really were in it. They got nothing going offensively. Their defense just was not good in this game. Uh, They've played a lot better than that in previous games. Uh, yeah, this was just a, a game that I think the Lions and I know the Lions fans that probably just want to forget because this was uh, not the game uh, I think a lot of people were expecting. I was expecting a much better game. I was expecting a much closer game, but it was uh, it was. Um, Winnipeg, uh, right from the get-go.
3: Yeah, it was very unfortunate. A Lucky Whitehead broke his hand in like the first five minutes of the game, so you know we didn't yes. really have that that uh, weapon. And the, yeah, and that really hurt for, the Lions for, not for having reason. him in because yep, then the, he's then one the, of their the big play guys. They, they covered Burnham. They double-manned or triple-manned burnam all night. And there was nothing to do. Yep. But, I mean, Riley didn't have a lot of time to throw the ball anyhow. He was scrambling around for saving his life. He was running for his life. Uh, yeah, I, I, was just, I was very sadly disappointed with that game. Um, William?
1: Yes. Um, you know what? I personally think BC just fucking sucks, okay? There's nothing more you can say about oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And Winnipeg, and Winnipeg, not and Winnipeg, and Winnipeg played well, and Winnipeg played well, and I I got the first the first thing the next morning, and just so you guys know, Mark Weddle obviously listens to our podcast because the first comment came up on my phone that I guess Winnipeg's not peaking too soon at all, are they? Well, in reality, guys, Winnipeg is peaking too soon. Because we're only at what game are we at? What game are we at right now?
2: Game eight? Week, eight? Nine. Oh, week nine. eight, week nine, week nine, week nine. Well, that was a week you know, eight. Yeah. They, okay.
3: they, they've all played. They've all played eight games, except for Edmonton okay. and Montreal. So, so we're they got six more games.
1: They got six more games to go. You shouldn't be peaking right now, okay? Because but the, I, the question I, I is, com-
3: well, are they? Yes, yes. Are they? They thinking?
1: are. Well, we, we really don't know that. Know the playoffs. Yes. Well, no, no. So maybe, maybe they're playing better than everybody else. Yes. Okay, and maybe everybody else is playing poorly. But you know that I've experienced teams that go do really well during the regular season, and peak too soon. And the last three or four games of the year mean nothing to them. And it carries over into the playoffs. So I'm going to stick to my guns on peaking too soon. And uh, we'll see. We shall see. But right now, Winnipeg is the the class of the league. There's no doubt about it.
3: I I see what you're saying is that they're going to – they're going to start sitting players and taking their foot off the gas and coasting for the next stretch of the season. And uh, are they going to be properly motivated to head into the playoffs? That's your theory right now. It's not so much that they're peaking too yep. soon. It's just that they've got not, not, no reason to win. Right. Right? Sure. That's a, that's a, that's, I, I think that's different than peaking too soon. I don't think those—that's the right terminology. You're looking. I understand exactly what you're saying, and you're right, hundred percent correct. But I just don't think the correct terminology is, is 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 peaking too soon. But anyhow, whatever, whatever. That's that's just that's just semantics. Um, yeah. <sighs> yep. So I mean, it was a it was a good game for Winnipeg. I don't think they played amazing. Okay? I don't think they played as good as they did against Saskatchewan. I think they, they played to. better football. No. I, BC just didn't challenge them. So I, I don't think Winnipeg, Winnipeg played that good of a game. And that was my point, Charles, uh, is, is that they didn't need to play that good a game. And they weren't not absolutely amazing. They didn't blow us out. Yeah, they can no, the true. end zone, but they didn't, they didn't blow us out. It wasn't it wasn't a ridiculous game, right? But um, and the and and it should have been the way that BC played. So the mm-hmm. final score was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers thirty, BC Lions nine. Total points were thirty nine. Charles you took BC at fifty two. Yeah, uh, you're off by thirteen. Got six points. Uh, well, you picked Winnipeg. You got a hundred points for that uh, you pick forty points, you're off by one. You're actually pretty good at this pointing thing uh you got forty points for that um c j took b c at fifty eight I was off by nineteen you got uh immediately four points for that entire game sad, very sad okay uh the third game was the uh Montreal Alouettes over to play uh the tie cats in Timbit field and uh Montreal came in here and and upset them and uh yeah twenty three to twenty, and this was the the game that uh, I really thought that will picked up some points here, but he picked Hamilton for some reason. I uh, just at, I don't know, you're off Charles game on fault. Last week. it was Charles it's not fault Charles fault. Picked, no, it's not it is so
1: he picked Montreal, and I was trying to catch up to him. He never picks Montreal.
3: you need to catch up to me. You're you're in third place.
1: Well, why do I want to be number two? I want to be number one. Give your head a shake.
3: But you yeah, got to I catch two before
1: that. you can catch number one. Yeah. You can leapfrog. You, you can leave
3: frog, No, no. You can leapfrog two and go right to one. Okay. Come on. You you, you could, but you not with the picks that you were taking. See, if you had taken Montreal, I still would have taken Hamilton, and you would have passed me already. You'd be in second place right now, and you're not. And that's your fault. Anyhow, Montreal defeated the Ticats. They upset the Ticats 23-20. This was a pretty entertaining game. I don't think it was as dismal as what some people said it to be. Hamilton didn't play well, but, yeah, I don't know. It was It was entertaining. I I didn't mind so much. Will what was your thoughts on this Montreal victory? Well Yeah, they
1: played they played uh,
3: Go ahead. Yeah. Where'd he go? Oh we lost him. Did he drop? Yeah. Uh oh. I'm going
2: to phone him back. Got well, I'll go into
3: this one. He might as yeah, while
2: We're waiting. It happens. Yeah. So I'll go into it. Uh, I got to give uh, Montreal credit. They they were down for much of this game. They really were able to uh, fight their way back into it. Um, they were uh, in a situation where it looked like they were going to lose, but uh, give Vernon Adams Jr. credit. Uh, he's been questioned quite a bit this year. Um for um, whether or not he's really a top-flight guy, but uh, that comeback that he made in this one was a top-flight comeback. I can't uh, disagree with that. Um, And they were able to battle back when it looked like they were uh, basically dead and buried. So you got to give them some credit here where uh, they were down 14-3 uh, to 3 going into the fourth quarter. Excuse me, 16-3 to 3 going into the fourth hey, quarter. Hey, this is
1: Will. Can't and... come to the phone right now. Leave me a message, and oh, I'll get back sorry. to you as soon as I can.
2: Uh-oh. Sorry, Carl. Um,
1: sorry.
3: No
2: no problem. It wasn't you. as was Will. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, so um, they battled back with 17 points and uh, were able to put the ball uh, – well, they scored with about 29 seconds left. It looked like they were um, going to win the game, and then um, Hamilton comes back, gets the 55-yarder to uh, tie the game, send it to overtime. Then I've seen that happen to teams in the past where they fight so hard to get back, and then the team that they finally come back on is able to tie it late and send it to overtime, and sometimes the team just kind of, folds up after uh, battling back that time, but they didn't do it this time. So uh, give uh, give Montreal credit. They uh, they persevered through this one in a game that it looked like uh, they were going to uh, kind of be uh, lapped out of the building, and they were able to battle back and pull out the victory in the last uh, last minute and overtime. So good for them, and uh, this is a game that Hamilton is probably going to – this is going to be one at the end of the year, depending on what happens, that they're going to say, yeah, it got away from us.
3: Oh, they're going to be shaking their heads after this one, that's for sure. Yep. But uh, it's—they needed that game to stay stay in line with Toronto. But you know, hey, shit happens, and uh, they don't—they mm-hmm. don't really have a quarterback right now, right? They, they're still running this um, Montford, isn't it, Montford? Uh, Watford. Not Montford. Watford. Um, Watford, 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 yeah, in Watford. Watford. And, uh now you can't expect uh, too much miracles from somebody like that. And, I mean, uh, you know, when you have your number one and your number two out, and you're running your third quarterback, you, you, that's not a good thing.
2: I not mean, particularly, usually,
3: no. No, no. Okay. Uh, William, you were going to start and talk. Yeah. You got all excited, and, and, and oh. I'm not going to say anything right. Yeah, I hit my earbud, and I
1: I hung up, okay? Um, You know what? It was, at the very least, it was a very entertaining football game. It was very close. And uh, I I really still think that Montreal has been a disappointment this year because I think they – I thought they would be at the top of the league this year, and they have proven me wrong. At
3: least the Eastern Division.
1: Yeah, and they've proven me wrong, and they couldn't. they just, they just beat the Hamilton team with their third-string quarterback. So I don't know if you can be excited about that or not.
2: Better than losing to them when it look like they might.
1: Well, yeah, I guess it's better. A win is a win. I've always said that. But, I mean, once again, neither one of those teams have impressed this year. Sorry, they haven't. I mean, at the beginning of the year, if you think about it, we talked about the great quarterback combination that Hamilton had. Well, quarterbacks get hurt. And even when they weren't hurt, they weren't blowing up the league. So Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I wonder what's going on in Hamilton.
3: Was that the quarterback or was that the team?
1: Well, it was the quarterback and the team.
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't think so, Hamilton is as strong as what they were in 2019 or 2018. And I don't, yeah, it's just, no, nope. with the exception of Winnipeg, I don't think any team out there is playing to their abilities.
0: No, nope. This is just a
3: really right. shitty year of football. I don't care who your team is out there. Unless Winnipeg. you're a
1: Winnipeg, unless you're a Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan, who they still think Winnipeg can't do anything wrong.
3: Well, mm-hmm. I, I know, and it's no different than the, the the Calgary fans for the last ten years, and and Rider fans for the last forty years, even when they were shit. Um, it's it, it's just. And I don't think Winnipeg is that all of amazing a team. I just think that they are above average and uh, of, of a normal year, which everybody right now is below average of a normal year. So, yeah, Winnipeg is the class of the league right now, but that's only because the league sucks. Oof. Right? I mean, I, I don't know. Anyhow, what was this? We were talking Montreal, Hamilton. The final score was twenty-three to twenty. That was forty-three points. Charles, you took Montreal at forty-eight. Uh, you got a hundred points for this one, and you're off by five points. You got thirty-two, so you got a hundred to thirty-two points. Will, you took Hamilton at forty-eight. You're off by five. You guys actually took the same score. You got thirty-two as well. CJ took Hamilton at 52. I was off by 9. Got 24 points. Again, sucking the rear on this one. I'm not really happy about this week at all. Uh, the next game was the Saskatchewan Roughriders, and they were into Calgary to play the Stampeders. Now, Saskatchewan had just come off a big victory in B.C., but had lost a couple of games to Winnipeg. Uh, it's, you know, they weren't looking awesome they, as, as awesome as the Rider fans Were saying that they were They were at the top of the league, better than Winnipeg He said they lost two to Winnipeg And it just went on and on and on Well They went in there and Cody Fajardo did not play a really good game Of football uh, <laughs> But then neither did The rest of the team And uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders fell to The uh, league bottom uh, Calgary Stampeders at the, for at the score of twenty three to seventeen, and Calgary's no longer in the bottom because of this game. So they they moved out of the basement, stuck Edmonton into the basement where I said they were going to be at the very beginning of the season. I think we all did on our podcast. We all said that Edmonton was going to suck, and they're right. They and do didn't most of the me- didn't most of the media personalities. Pick Edmonton to be one of the top tier teams in the league. I just don't see that happening. A lot of them
2: did. I don't know why. I remember at the time we were wondering what what are they seeing that we're not.
3: Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. I go. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah. I just don't think Edmonton was going to be that good of a team, and they are not. And they they suck.
2: I mean, yeah, they did. It's
3: a first year coach, right? First-year coach in Jamie Alzando. I, I I like the guy. I think he's a wonderful defensive mon- or offensive mind. He's he's played. He's been very successful where he's been in the past, and uh, he's been in both what Ottawa and at Montreal, right? Wasn't he under Mark Trestman in in it, in Montreal? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was. Yeah. And, and, and Thorpe, Noral Thorpe, went with him over to and they, these two, they they should be doing better than they are. Now, is that because they don't they don't have the player personnel, or what's the deal in Edmonton? I don't know what's going on, but we're going to talk about that a little later on. Uh, but let's finish up this game, uh, Saskatchewan and Calgary. That's actually what we need to be talking about. And I got totally sidetracked back with Edmonton again. It's just like picking on losers. Um. <laughs> Will, you were not at this game, is that correct? That
1: is correct. Um, and I I I actually did something very unique that I haven't done in a long time. I listened to the game on the radio on my way home from Lethbridge, Alberta. And hmm. uh it was it was pretty cool to listen to the game on the radio. On stereo? I Fourth, no, Calgary just radio. on on Calgary radio, and uh, I I managed to make it home for the fourth quarter, and watch the fourth quarter on TV, and you know what Calgary Calgary went up by fourteen points in the first quarter, they they looked like they were going to destroy Saskatchewan, and then their offense just petered out, and it was a struggle, but. I still, um, they had a little bit of a running game. Um, I still think Cody Fajardo is not a good quarterback, and I think that's half the reason Calgary won, as the other team didn't have a good quarterback. And so, once again, a win's a win's a win. That's all I care about.
3: Yeah, so oh, I understand that I'm I'm not impressed with Cody Pajardo. I have never been impressed with Cody Pajardo. I don't honestly think that he's a starter, but that uh I know that will get some arguments from some people like our dear friend Phil Miller. But anyhow, uh Charles, what's your take on this game?
2: Uh well, the, the Riders laid an egg. I'm going to disagree. I do think Cody Fajardo is a starter. Uh, do I think he's as good as uh, a lot of the Riders fans try to make him out? No, I don't. Know, I don't. Uh, he's not the second coming of Doug Flutie or anything ridiculous like that. Uh, but I do think he's a, a pretty good quarterback. I'm not going to say he's a great uh, superstar, but whatever. Uh yeah, they just uh, Saskatchewan just had a crappy game since uh, playing the simple. I mean, this is actually two weeks in a row though that the Riders have not played well. Yeah, they beat the Lions the week before, but they were. You got to remember, they were literally two seconds away from losing that game. So it's not like they were blowing anybody out there. They 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 played not very good and got away with it. They didn't get away with it this week. Bo, Bo Levi Mitchell. Uh, well, first of all, he was in for a while, then he eventually got pulled late in the game, but, uh, they did enough, uh, to win in this one. And quite frankly, the, the riders just were lackluster in this game. Um, they haven't, they have not played very good football since they got swept in the back to back with Winnipeg over the Labor Day weekend and the week after they, they've been really lackluster since then. Um, and they got to have some concerns because they're not playing very good football right now. Uh, Calgary wasn't great, but they were better than they have been. I mean, that's not hard to do because they've been dreadful for a lot of this season. But they put it together and actually come up with a nice win over a, a decent team or a team they would think we were decent. But um, uh, good for the uh, Riders get, or get, Stamps getting a win. And uh, maybe they make it interesting uh, in terms of the playoffs, uh, for the West coming up, but, uh, we'll see. we we'll two teams play again this week. So, uh, the, we'll see, uh, if we get a, the same result or if, um, we see a, a difference here.
3: Well, I, yeah, I gotta be really concerned about this. I mean, yeah, I, I love to see Saskatchewan losing because DC can, you know, stay, stay up with them, but Calgary's breathing down our next behind. So, you know, that, that third, uh, playoff position is kind of important right now. And yeah, uh, yeah. and they, in in reality, um, three and five Calgary is uh, pretty much tied with the three and four Montreal Alouettes down there in third place, which is the crossover right now. So the crossover right. is definitely into play. Um, Again, I, I I've heard uh, conflicting reports as to whether or not there's actually going to be a crossover this year. Did they? Somebody had said that. With the shortened season, the crossover was not in play, and somebody else said that yes, it definitely is in play, and I haven't heard one way or the other from the league. So me neither. I, I'm a little. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be banking on it for a playoff position. You got to be in that third spot in the West to uh, to guarantee your playoff position, in my opinion, right now.
2: Well, this is something we should but, also find out about from the league whether or not this is going to be the case.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that if if they haven't said come out and said it is not a play, you have to believe yeah. that it is because it and is part play, of yeah. our, our league, yeah. right? Yeah. Un- until somebody actually says no, we have to uh, believe that it is 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 going to happen. Uh, so the final score was the Calgary Stampeders 23, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders a 17, a 40-point total. Charles, you took the Riders at 44. You're up by four. Uh, you get zero points there, and uh, you got 34 for the your call there. Cal, uh, Will, you picked Calgary at 42. You're off by two. You got 100 plus 38. CJ took Calgary at 52. I was off by 12, so I got 100 plus 18. Uh, So for the week, Charles, you got 204 points, CJ got 156, and Will had a monster 320-point game. Uh, the, The standings for the season so far is Charles is still in first place at 2,376, CJ at 2,264, and Will at 2,196. There really is only 200 points between less than 200 points 180 points almost exactly between third and first here so it it can switch on a dime in the next week or so so uh yeah everybody's still got a chance nobody's out of this one uh oh that just went away okay well it can go away uh so we've got four games coming up this week uh five if you want to count the one tonight so, the first game is um, Edmonton in to Winnipeg. Oh, this one's a tough one, eh? <laughs> Loses to Ottawa, beats everybody else. Okay. Uh, Charles, who you got here for this one?
2: After last week, you couldn't pay me enough to pick Edmonton. Uh, when you um, lose to Ottawa twice... Uh, you lose, uh, my ability to even consider picking you, especially when you get it playing against the first overall team in the, uh, CFL. So I'm sorry, but, uh, I'm gonna have to, uh, I think go and pick, uh, the, uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers in this one and, uh,
1: picking them with 44 points.
3: And William. Well, as here?
1: much as I would like to catch Charles, and the only way I'm going to do that is by going against them. I'm not going to pick Edmonton. <laughs> I'm going to go Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg. Uh, let's go lower. Let's go 37.
3: Okay, and CJ is going to take the Bombers at 62. I'm going high. I think I am high, but that's beside the side point. Okay, the next game up is the rematch: uh, Calgary into Saskatchewan. Now, if I'm correct here, don't they play each other again next week? I no. believe you're As right. They, I think no, they, no, no. no. Calgary oh, that's right.
2: No, Calgary plays BC, but then I think they
3: play again the week after. after. after the week yeah, after, and they they're in Calgary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're back into Calgary. Okay, so we've got Calgary into Saskatchewan at Mosaic Stadium to play the Stamps. Stamps are playing the Rough Riders. Charles, who are you taking here? Um,
2: I'm sorry. I know the Stamps won that last week. This one's going to be in Saskatchewan. I just don't see Saskatchewan beating... Uh, well, I don't see Calgary beating Saskatchewan um, uh, back-to-back. I twice think, in uh, a row. A lot of, twice in a row. A lot of times when you see teams playing back-to-backs against each other, uh, they will be uh, – it's harder for a team to sweep the back-to-back. And I just don't simply expect uh, Calgary to sweep this back-to-back uh, in Saskatchewan. So I think the Riders are going to pull this one out. Um, so I'm going to – Oh, I paid for this last week because I picked them last week, but I'm going to bite my tongue and do it again, and I'm going to pick uh, Saskatchewan to win this one. Uh, 50 points.
3: 50 points. Okay, William, what yes. are you going to do here? I, I'm just going to write down Calgary, but you will have to say it. Otherwise, we'll have a sparky freaking out on it. Uh, Calgary, 43. Okay, um you know what i, I I'm going to show you how good a friend I am here,
1: okay okay because
3: i i'm I'm going to with you the opportunity to jump over both myself and Charles. I'm going to take saskatchewan here I'm going to go against my better judgment and everything else and how much I hate this team, and I'm going to pick Saskatchewan. And I'm going to go with 58 points. And you guys both realize—I
1: don't know if you realize this—that Bo Levi Mitchell is hurt. I of yeah, that. I know.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, it says he's hurt. He said he's hurt for the last two no, years.
1: I think he's got a—I think he's got a broken leg or something, doesn't he? Well, we've been told that, but he's football. So it's I personally kind of think hard. he's got a. I personally think he's got a brain tumor. So, I think, he's I think a, right he's now I think he's, he's got up. a shoulder issue. Yeah. Here's my here's my prediction right. on Bully by Mitchell. He's going the way of Travis Lule. Well, well in, I, I,
2: uh, I, 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 in terms of injuries, you mean?
1: No, no, in terms of, okay, they, talked about, a broken leg this, they pro- talked about a broken leg this week. Or not, sorry, they talked about a broken leg this season. They talked, he pulled his, he had a high ankle sprain or whatever. And now they're saying that uh, his shoulder did not respond to the surgery like they would have liked it to. And it's just not working. And I bet he goes the way of Travis Lule eventually within the next year or two. Well,
3: well of course he will. I mean, you mean that as every quarterback is going to retire is what you're trying to tell us. Yeah, but he's only 30, Christopher. I know. I, I understand that. Okay. You're saying he's retiring too young like Travis.
1: Well, he's going to retire because of his shoulder. I guarantee it.
2: Yeah, it's starting to look wow. like this is going to be one of those chronic things with him.
3: Yep. Well, personally, I don't think that he would have the ability. He should have the ability to retire. I just think he should get replaced. Right? I, I think Jay hey, Ware has already, already proved that he can do it. I mean, Huff can't keep a, a $750,000 guy on the payroll if he can't win him football games. He's always on. He's always Good. injured. How do you continue to do that?
1: It's only been a season. Yeah, he hasn't contributed. Sure. So, what you mean? That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Well, and I understand, Jake Mayer. Yes, I know. He started three games and threw for over 300 yards every game, but he only has one win. It's all Mm. about the wins. I don't care. It's all about the wins, but it's not
3: the quarterback that gets the wins. I mean, you know
1: what? I I would would, – yeah, but you know what? I would say, you know, look at Marcus Crandall, man. He didn't win, but he won a great cup. That's all that matters. all that matters, baby. (laughs) It's all about the wins.
3: Yeah. Okay. The third game up is the Ottawa Redlocks into Montreal to play the Alouettes at McGill Stadium. McGill Percival or whatever the hell it's called. Um Charles, what are you picking here? Actually, you know what? We're going to do this differently just cuz I always ask. CJ's going to take Montreal and it's going to be 42 points. Will, what are you going to do on this game? Who are they playing? Ottawa is in Montreal. Oh, my God. Okay.
1: Jeez, this is is a hard one. I'm going
3: to slap you.
1: Yeah, but I'm trying to catch up.
3: Yeah, but you're also trying not to fall further behind.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to take Montreal forty. 46.
3: And Charles, what are you going to do here? Are you impressed with the Ottawa Red Blacks?
1: Not
2: anymore. I learned my lesson trying to pick them. I learned my lesson that hard way. Uh, No, I'm not taking Ottawa again. Uh, I'm going to take Montreal in this one and I think Montreal wins it uh, fairly convincingly and I think i will go They put up 50 on them last time. I don't know if they'll get there this time, but I'm going to go uh,
3: 54.
2: Because I think Montreal is going to run the score up again.
3: I don't think they have the ability. That first game was a fluke. Oh, I don't know. That first game was a fluke. Okay, and the fourth game is the Toronto Argonauts. First place in the East into second place in the East, which is Hamilton. They're going down the road for that uh, Labor Day rematch. This is the third play, uh, third meeting of this season together. And uh, who are you going to pick here? William, what are you going to do? You're the first one up. You get to pick which you want, Toronto or Hamilton?
1: Toronto, thirty. sorry, Toronto 45.
3: And I'm taking T.O. and going 52. And Charles, here's <laughs> last one. What are you going to pick here?
2: I'm really tempted to take Hamilton just because both of you guys took Toronto uh, to distance myself. You know what? Screw it. I think Watford comes through with a, a decent game and their defense holds them in. I'll take Hamilton in this one. Uh, they're going to keep it low scoring. I'll go uh, third. Uh, I'll go uh Hamilton, uh thirty three points.
3: Thirty three points. Do you have any predictions for this coming week, Will? Anything that you'd like to add? Uh, like what? I don't know. I'm just like, asking a uh, question. I have, I have something. I have a prediction. Like, I just wanted to see if you guys have one first.
1: Like 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 Charles is not thinking with his head right now because Chris Jones is going to give Watford nightmares. <laughs> mm, maybe. I predict the Lions won't lose.
3: I predict Charles is going to be in third place. <laughs> okay, sorry. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, yeah. so that's it. Um, Sparky, you had to, had to listen to the first round. Oh, I'm going to laugh next week if I'm not. <laughs> I'm laughing right now, Charles. Why not? Okay. Uh, oh, oh well. Well, I'm not picking on you. I just think this is funny. I know. Okay, so where are we? What are we going to do here? We've got the agenda up. believe Levi Mitchell will have a say if he will play this weekend. Is this a mistake? You see, hey,
1: can I? Can I? Can I just add something here? You know it's no fun when Charles is in first place, and the reason is no it's fun. fun. No, no. But the reason is no fun. I don't. I don't. I don't have a great desire to beat Charles. Okay. <laughs> I, I <laughs> genuinely like you. I genuinely like oh. you. If it's Christopher or Mark, yeah, I want to crush them. But you know I've never had that thought, and that drives me I'm not just that likable, okay? apparently. I, I guess you are. I I'll take it. it. I'll is. take it. No, I'll take it.
3: Okay. Okay, man. <laughs> there there are no words. Okay. So, Goldie <sighs> Zai Mitchell is injured. There's something the matter with him he's either go, he's 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 hurt his pinky or his shoulder is not right or his groin is not up enough uh he's he's got a bad back he's hurt it bruised his ego i don't know what's the matter he's just not on his game and it hasn't been for quite some time why does he have a say at all if he is going to play is it not Dave Dickinson's responsibility to put the best man on the field? I I would understand if, if Bully uh, Mitchell says, coach, I'm good to go. Or you know what? My, yeah, I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not good. But uh, 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 why does he have any more say than that? I mean, isn't that what a player is supposed to do? Say, yes, I'm good to go or uh, I'm not. And he can yell, kick, and scream, and have a temper tantrum, but it's 100 percent up to the coach as to who he's going to put behind centers. What's that? Who's whispering, Charles? Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Am I wrong here, Will? You talking no. about your team? This is your team. This is Calgary Stampeders. This is your team. Do you think that and Mitchell I, could have a I, say no, into whether I, or not he I, plays football? I,
1: I, I agree with you 100%. I think think Dave Dickinson should stand on the sidelines and when Bo Levi throws a ball and it flaps like a duck during practice, Dave Dickinson said, hey, buddy, you're not very good. You're not going to play this weekend. I don't care how you think you feel. But I keep on hearing that in Calgary, that We'll 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 decide when Bo tells us what he's gonna do. It's like fuck, does he own the team? Does he run the team? He's a player. Okay? If he's not good yeah. to go, every every freaking player in the league is gonna say they're good to go even if they have half their intestines hanging out of their stomach. Because that that's was gonna what be my football point. Player, that's what football players do, okay? They tough it out well, and they play they anyways.
3: For one, right? They gotta play, they gotta dress up to get paid for the game. Right. But he still gets paid regardless. He does, yeah. He has a contract.
1: So 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 yeah, so you know, because every football player will say, Yes, I'm ready to play so they shouldn't give him a choice. And and I'm thinking from the way he's played this year. I don't know if they should have given him a choice at all.
3: I don't think they Just should have saying, put him in a game know, yet.
1: And you know how much I like Bo Levi Mitchell. There's something that's not right with him, and I think last week we discovered it was his shoulder. So. And, and from looking at the game last week, he threw those first two touchdown passes were great he had lots of zip on the ball, and then I think and then I think his shoulder gets weary or it starts to hurt, and he doesn't throw the ball as well because there was some lame ducks that he threw the other day that were just horrible so and then it didn't help in the middle of the third quarter. Mika Johnson from Saskatchewan fell on him and crushed his shoulder again, so. But no, he shouldn't have a say. That should be Dave Dickinson and John Hufnagel's decision.
3: Hundred percent. I mean, it it, it, it it shouldn't even be Huff. Uh,
1: Christopher, re- you said really you wanted to know been- some. You 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 said you wanted to know something about Calgary, the Calgary Stampeders team. All decisions are made by John Hufnagel. Trust me.
3: I don't disagree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just telling you that I don't think that it should be. It's Dave Dickinson's responsibility, 100%, on what team, what players are to play. John Huffnagel is the, is the general manager, and he's the guy who gives this big bowl of players to Dave, and Dave sorts through this big bowl and says, okay, I want this one, I want this one, I want this one, I want this one, and these guys are going to play football. That's the head coach's job. That's why he's a head coach. Right. That's that's why he's got that big title. And that's the way that it should be. And uh, if so, the reason, the
1: reason the reason he's got that big title is because Huff didn't want to lose him to another team. So he made him the head coach. But Huff still wants to be the head coach, man. Let me trust me.
3: I have no doubt in my mind about that. You're 100% correct. I mean, Dave Dickinson would have been in BC at the head coaching position long before, years ago.
2: That's the only reason uh, Calgary gave it to him when they did, because they knew if they didn't, they would lose him.
1: Hey, here's something. Here's something I'm going to tell you guys about that I shouldn't, but I will anyways, and it's going to excite you to no end. I have a friend no i really son whose son played quarterback in the c i s okay and he's now finished and during his time in the c i s he got invited every year to a different team's training camp okay yeah first year it was calgary first year it was calgary second year it was edmonton Third year, it was B.C. Okay? Um, And he told me this week that he asked me, he he said to me, who do you think treated their quarterbacks the best out of all three of those teams?
3: What were the options again?
1: Calgary, Edmonton, and B.C.
3: Well, because you're B so I'm gonna pick well, i to pick Calgary.
1: Well yeah, I guessed I guessed B C. And he said he was a I was hundred percent right. Okay? Well this probably
2: would have been during the Wally era.
1: No, it wasn't during the Wally era. Mike Riley well, it wasn't. Okay. Mike Riley. Mike Riley was the quarterback. Okay. Okay. Mike Riley was the quarterback. Then. Yeah, two thousand nineteen. Okay. Um, and uh, he said he was treated the best in B.C. And when I say treated the best, I'm talking about they actually thought like they believed he was a quarterback, not just a Canadian guy who played quarterback. They treated him just like a quarterback, as a matter of fact. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Hmm. When he was in Calgary, when he was in Calgary, Ryan Dinwiddie was in Calgary too, and apparently Ryan Dinwiddie, who was the quarterback coach at the time, hates Canadian quarterbacks. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So there, I just thought I'd mention that to you guys so you'd be excited that B C treats people with class. So
3: Well, I've kind of always known that, but you know, you can't well, you you know be what? really careful the, in what you say. The biggest thing he
1: talked about was Michael Michael Riley was a total, total, total class act. And you can tell he is anyways. Okay? Yeah. Even though he wears even though he wears goofy dumb fucking hat. hats. Yes. dumbass
0: yeah.
2: hats. <laughs> I haven't seen him wear too many weird hats this year. No.
3: No. But He's got to be kn- – everybody's got to be known for something. You know, Mike Riley's got these hats. Bo Levi's an arrogant prick. And, you know, just it just goes on and on, right? Okay. Um, so, Charles, do you agree with that, um, that believe Levi Mitchell should have absolutely no say into whether or not he plays?
2: Uh, 100%. Or, excuse- uh, like Wolf said, a player is always going to say he's good. The guy could be in a freaking wheelchair, and he'll say, oh, I think I can get him make it I think I can get out there it's crazy to let him have input on this you have medical personnel on a team for a reason because they're impartial they will uh, they will they don't want, yeah they will they will tell you what it is by doing it this way you're just asking for trouble and I'm sure um, uh, Dave Dickinson yeah he wants to play he wants to play well who doesn't but just because you want to play doesn't mean you should. If you've got a shoulder problem, especially for a, a quarterback, a shoulder problem is a big problem for a quarterback. Let it heal properly instead of rushing back and making it worse. To me, it just makes no sense to give him any sort of say in this. That's not how it's gonna. That's not how it should be, as far as I'm concerned.
3: Hundred percent agree with you. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Okay, so I'm going over the standings here right now, and uh, Winnipeg, of course, is in first place with at a seven and one record. Saskatchewan is in there five and three. BC at five hundred at four and four. Calgary's at three and five. Edmonton as two and five. Uh, but I'm looking at the four and against points here. Um, Winnipeg has the most points. 203 points for and 107 against very respectable like 50% um, Saskatchewan is 181 and 66 166 BC is 189 and 167 and Calgary is 165 and 166 Calgary basically has one more point against them than they have for them So they should be at 500 football, except they're three and five. Um, I think it's very interesting that Saskatchewan, BC, and Calgary have all allowed the exact same amount of points. 166, 167, 166. Uh, There's nobody else in the league anywhere close to them. Um, Hamilton is the second best team at 142. Everybody else in the East is higher. Ottawa is down at two thirty-eight. They've let in two hundred and thirty-eight points. Uh, Edmonton is uh, one forty to one eighty-five. So there's there's a reason they're in the basement. I'll give them marginally a better stat status than Ottawa, but no, it's hard to say when Ottawa beats you twice. Okay. Yeah. Anyhow, anything to say about the standings there in the the Western Division? We'll do that East Division a little later, but uh, yeah. Uh, Cody Fajardo apologizes for throwing his receivers under the bus. Was he justified? I. There were receivers that didn't go up and get the ball like they should have, but the ball wasn't always where it should be. Cody did not play True. a good game of football and to be calling anybody but himself, he should take ownership of that loss and lead by example and say, "We, I have to play a better game of football and everybody around him will play a better game of football. Mm-hmm. That's what leaders do. This just just was a, a punk move in my opinion was tossing your receivers under the bus now I actually didn't see what he said but if he had to apologize publicly it wasn't good nope so nope. so go ahead Charles tell me what he, what do you think of Cody Fajardo uh, having to apologize was he justified did he his receivers let him down
2: uh, they might have, but you don't go and throw
3: throw them under the bus and
2: blame them on on a public um, public interview after the game last week. He was complaining that uh, that uh, his receivers were not fighting for the balls that the other team's receivers were fighting for the balls and making play, and that the uh, that his receivers were not doing the same thing. Uh, sorry, if you have a problem with how your receivers are playing. You should probably leave that for uh, private conversation. You don't go out and do that in the media. You don't go out and publicly embarrass your receivers. And yeah, maybe he was right about what he was saying. That doesn't mean uh, you should do it. Handle it privately, handle it in-house. Don't go out and call it. All that's going to do is um, lead to bad feelings. So I think uh, it was the wrong way to go about it. I think completely the wrong way to go about it.
3: So, A quarterback, and we know this from a lot of history, there are two groups of people that make a quarterback look good. Who are they? Receivers and offensive line. O-line. Yep. O-line. 100% the O-line, 100% the receivers. If you don't have a good receiving core, and I don't care how good your quarterback is, it's not going to happen. Your O-line, you can have the best quarterback in the league, BC Lions, and... A terrible O-line, and you're going to do nothing, okay, 2019. Um, and that's just a fact. You can have the best receivers in the world, but if the quarterback doesn't have time to get the ball to him, it's not going to happen. So the O-line is important, and the receiving core is important. For a quarterback who needs to need help from both of these groups to look bad, for them to be calling out anybody is ridiculous. You don't do it. You want to call out Somebody call it the defense for not making a stop? Yeah. Okay, not giving you the ball back. But you know, so that's that's my take on this. William, what do you what? What's your call? I I can't
1: uh, disagree with you guys at all. I mean, <laughs> you know, if you're gonna do any of this stuff, you do it behind closed doors. Um, you don't do it, Cody Fajardo. Cody Fajardo is just—he's learning how to be a leader, and he's got a long ways to go. Okay, as as a quarterback, as a quarterback, you take it on your own shoulders. You're the leader on the team. Okay, it's that simple. So you shouldn't ever call out anybody. It's that simple.
3: No, no, and it doesn't matter who you are. Because we're going to find out that even even media guys shouldn't be doing shit, right? I mean, you would think that they right. should be doing it, but you know, it's not a cool thing.
1: Nope. Okay. Not at all. So
3: let's let let's deal with that one right now because I'm I'm having fun with it. Actually, that's what I was reading here. Um, a guy named Eddie Steele, who is the play-by-play guy for Ched Six Thirty in Edmonton or should I say was, okay? Uh, he called out Brock Sunderland, the GM of the Edmonton Eskimos. I don't didn't actually see what he said, but it couldn't have been good. He called him out in the post-game show and said that, you know, this team sucks because of the, of the general manager. And uh, he was released. Now, I'm looking at a tweet that he put out, Eddie Steele. It says, Because of my comments last week, I was let go from 6.30, Ted, Charles, you're making noises. Excuse me, I yawned. Doing the Elks broadcast, broadcast, I realized my mistake in the situation. However, I 100% stand by what I said. It pains me to see the organization I love being operated this way. Ultimately, I guess I wasn't a cultural fit. Um, yeah, so it, it happens and this is what's the matter is a, um, a radio station has broadcast rights, radio broadcast rights over from a team. The team actually has a lot of control over the content of that radio station. Okay. We found this out in Saskatchewan when, uh, Rod Peterson made a, uh, a remark that was supposed to be off the air, but the mic was on, and uh, a derogatory comment about the president of the Saskatchewan Roughriders. Riders, and the next mm-hmm. day, uh, Rod finds himself unemployed. The football team should not have control over media like that. It's kind of like our prime minister having control over the news media. It's not supposed to happen. The news media is supposed to be an independent Organization, and they are, they should be allowed to say what they want when they want. And I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings, poor Bubba. Okay, it, it, if somebody out there is actually saying this, that, that means you're not doing your job properly. Yeah, you can't you can't appease everybody all of the time. But you can't suck either. If you suck, you're going to get called out, and if you get called out then you shouldn't go whining to mommy and have somebody fired because of it. Okay? The guy's guy's not wrong. He's not wrong. Eddie Steele is not wrong. Edmonton sucks right now, and it's 100% on the GM. And that's my take on it anyhow. William, what do you got to say?
1: Well, it's just it's just like everything, okay? You can't. In a lot of situations, you cannot speak the truth because people do not like the truth. And let's face it, Eddie Steele didn't say something that we don't already know. Edmonton said that
3: we haven't said.
1: That's right, but nobody looks after us like they do that radio station. So. I mean, and don't forget, Eddie Steele is also a veteran of the Edmonton Eskimos organization, okay? He played there for four or five or six or seven years. Okay, so I guess he doesn't fit into their culture because obviously he lost his job, which is too bad, but Edmonton still sucks and the truth hurts. It's that simple. And no... No, no, no! Football team should have control over the radio station broadcasting your games because, like, what is that? I mean, really, what is that? It's well, just—it's it's horseshit.
3: I mean, seriously, um, D.C. Lions signed a contract with um, what radio station was it? It was seven thirty AM, seven thirty. Yep. Okay. They have a say in how Seven Thirty broadcasts their the show, just like Chad does in Edmonton, and just like whatever does CJOB in, in Winnipeg or whatever else they, they they do, they they control what that that radio station says about them, okay? And that's because they signed a contract. Well, didn't the league sign a contract with TSN? Shouldn't the league be able to dictate to TSN what the, they how they broadcast the games? Wouldn't it, isn't it the same? TSN would just tell them to fuck off. Yeah, that's what Ched six thirty should have said to Edmonton else. Fuck off. These are my these are my personnel. These are my radio guys. And if you don't like it, make your team better. Right now, you guys suck. You're at the bottom of the league. That's what should have happened. It didn't. Charles, what do you think? I'm sorry,
2: but I know they're that the the, uh, the the house radio station and they're the uh, flagship station. I'm sorry, the team should not be. Um, dictating what they can and can't say. I'm sorry. They're, yes, they carry your games, but they are still supposed to be at least somewhat impartial. And if, if the local media does not hold the team's feet to the fire, who will? And Brock Sunderland Brock is bringing this on himself. He hasn't done a good job of putting a team together. Are they supposed to just close their eyes and ignore that? That's ridiculous. Uh, If you don't want them to um, be critical of you, do your job better. Make sure you can uh, field a team that's not going to lose to Ottawa twice. So, sorry, uh, I don't think this is right. A guy should not be fired because he told the truth. He was honest. Sorry, you don't like it. Build a better team. That's your problem, not his. So, no, I... I don't agree with this whatsoever. Yeah. I think this is
0: nonsense.
3: No. I, I just don't think that they, I mean, it, it happened so many times where the team doesn't like what the radio station says so they they get all pissy about it. And yeah, I understand yeah. what Rod Peterson did was wrong. I mean he he actually brought personal information out on the air and I understand that's a challenge especially in Saskatchewan where the team is everything I don't know I I, I disagree 100% I do do not like the concept of a team having pulling power on a radio station shouldn't happen nonsense okay And we got, um, what happened in the CFL this week? Well, five minutes into the BC Lions-Saskatchewan game, Lucky Whitehead breaks his hand. This was kind of sad because um, for a year and a half, Lucky Whitehead's family has been trying to get up here to watch him play football but because of covid they weren't allowed to come up and because of this and that it just it just hasn't worked out um and so his brother and uh sister-in-law i believe it is or might be girlfriend uh came up they were in the stands they were playing their they were wearing their bc line swag and they were up here to see his brother play football five minutes into the game the guy breaks his hand and he's gone for the game and he comes back in the second half with this club attached to his hand. It was terrible. And he was trying to catch the ball with his elbow. And it's just like, really? Really? You're an amazing receiver, but you're not that good. Don't do this. Um, and I'm sorry that, you, you know, you you kind of bought the farm on that one. And then he had surgery today, I believe it was. And uh, the tweet came out that the surgery went really well. He is expected to be out for two to four weeks. I don't understand how you can do, break your arm, have surgery, and come back in two weeks. I don't believe that's possible. Uh, we'll, we will see. I mean, hey, it, stranger things have happened. Believe me, Mitchell came back after two weeks of, after breaking his leg. So, yeah, it's possible, I guess. I don't know. Anyhow, um, so what does the, the BC Lions do? They go off and sign Devere Posey. I think Devere Post is one of the best receivers in the CFL. I've always liked him. I liked him when he was – where was he? He was in Montreal, wasn't he? And then he came to BC, and then he went off to Toronto. Uh, I could get this – I could have all this mixed up. But No, I think, uh, uh, I uh, I no was, he went to uh, – he
1: got yeah. cut by Hamilton, didn't he?
3: Yes. This yeah, last time?
1: Yeah. Yes, Yeah, he yeah he did. the last
3: time he was in Hamilton. He never played
1: a game for them. Uh,
3: no. But I think he's an amazing uh, receiver. So uh, having DeVere Posey, Lucky Whitehead, and Brian Burnham on the same team, I, I, I'm sorry, that's just awesome. I, I'm excited about this. We have an old line that gives Mike Riley <laughs> some time. We could be getting some some serious yards because he's got he's, he's he's a yak yard guy. So I'm excited about this. Charles, BC Lions, you talk about them.
1: You know,
2: uh, uh, I love DePierre Posey. I liked him when he was here last time. I was upset when he left. Uh, but uh, he's a great um, receiver. Here's where my uh, issue kind of comes in here. And I think even with, without Lucky Whitehead, I still think we've got uh, a very good receiving core. we got, obviously, Brian Burnham. We've got uh, Lamar Durant. We've got Javon Katoy. We've got uh, several guys. A guy from Dominic Davis. I know he's been hurt, but uh, I don't know how long he's out for. But I still think we've yeah, got Johnson. a very talented Johnson. Shaq Johnson another one. He's uh, he's actually being under, underutilized this season, but uh, he's still a very talented. I still believe he's a very talented receiver. Here's my concern, though. This team badly, and I mean badly, with a capital B, needs a running back, needs a good running back. The running backs we have right now are too small. I'm sorry. We, with this offensive line and how this offense is built, a small running back is not going to do anything. I remember two weeks ago when they blew that lead in the fourth quarter to Saskatchewan. I remember after that game thinking to myself, if we had a bruising style running back, a guy like, uh, well, a guy like Andrew, Andrew Harris, Harris or a guy like Sean Millington used to be or something like that, who could grind, grind away on the ground uh, when you need to run the clock out. If we had a guy like that, we would not have lost that game. And quite frankly, we just don't have a running back right now that's capable of that. The running back three guys, Shaq Cooper and so on, they're just too small. They're not guys that can run through people. They're not guys that can grind and carry guys four five, six yards to get a first down. And this is a, a really, on this offense, this is the one glaring part that they need to fix. Because especially when you think about it, if we're, we're getting into the cooler weather weather now, getting into the stretch drive uh, getting into road games where we could be playing in cold weather or potentially even snow, we need a running back that that type, and the guys aren't going to do that, and it could come back to bite us. So, as good as it is to get Devier Posey, and I, I think he's a fantastic receiver, not having a running back like that, we've got to. Go, that's something that the Lions got to go find and fast because they don't have a lot of time to do it. That's kind of my thoughts. Yep. I like it, but we really badly need a running back.
3: I I'm not arguing with you. I mean, you need a power back. Your scat back is not going to do it for you, not this year. And uh, and I don't even think these guys can be considered a scat back. They're just they're not doing it. I mean, no. that's where that's where they break the they break through. A they're hole getting like they 15 like yards like, a game. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And and half of the plays are are for negative yards. When you do get a decent play, it it just – yeah. When Mike Riley is
2: consistently your leading rusher, that's a problem. Because he should not be running as much as he should. And he's not even running that much. But, I mean, the Lions just have no ground game. And when you've got no ground game and only pass, it makes it a whole lot easier to defend.
3: Well, it, correct, because it's just absolutely no no question you know what about what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, if you you look at the um the the Winnipeg game, BC, uh, Mike Riley was the leading rusher for, with nine yards. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. On one play. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's not I good. Mean, No. I mean, James Butler had two carries. Nathan Rourke ran for another. Lucky Whitehead for one. And Shaq Cooper for two. I mean, seriously, we had seven running plays in the entire game. How do you do that? 23 or 16 yards total in the entire game. And uh, yep. they had 93 yards for Winnipeg, which was not very much. It wasn't it at was all. Ten times? No, it was five times more than BC had. Uh, that, that that's really a, a sad state of affairs, in my opinion. Okay. Um, moving on. What else have we got? We got nothing. Oh, 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 oh. So Winnipeg. Well, Will didn't give you comments on this. Oh, sorry, Will. Will.
1: <laughs> okay, I don't care if BC has a running game. I prefer they don't have one. How does that sound? Well,
3: yeah, that's the only well, I mean, Calgary's going to catch That's honest. It.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think I, I, I wouldn't mention B wouldn't mention BC's running backs because they really don't have a running game. And None. That 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 makes it pretty tough. For Mike Riley, okay, because they know what they're going to do. It's that simple. When there's no when there's no threat of running, well, hey, and you know what, Gosh. running back running backs are a dime a dozen. You should be able to find somebody easy. Yeah. So.
3: So yeah, there you go. You need you need a big strong power back right now. You really do. You need somebody who is going to maybe bust bring, you maybe, do. maybe bring,
1: maybe bring Jerome Messam out of retirement. There you go. Well, let's not go there.
3: You know, I don't even think that he's been to trial yet on his uh, his voyeurism. I, I I went looking for that the other day, and there was nothing. I, I found nothing on it.
1: Probably not. He made a deal, no doubt. Yeah. And it was, up, and he was yeah. out of the league, so there was no reason to announce anything about it.
3: So. Yeah, but we get to hear all sorts of shit, so that we yeah, should, we don't need to. And speaking of, of legal troubles, after the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers stomped on BC, uh, I guess they went out for a few too many parties. And uh, do do we know where this uh, occurred? Is this in Vancouver or was this uh, in Winnipeg? I thought it was in
2: Vancouver, but I'm not 100% positive.
3: Yeah. Okay. So, Penny Lawler, who had a monster game, 200 yards. I mean, you have, who's got a radio going in the background there that's really loud? So Charles, not me. Is that you?
2: No, I have nothing on in the background. Okay. Okay.
3: Um. He had a monster game, 200 yards. I mean, you have five of those in a year. You're a 1,000-yard receiver. You don't need 18 games. Um, and uh goes off, gets himself shit-faced, jumps in the car and drives away and uh, gets busted. He gets a DUI, driving under the influence. Uh, and he gets suspended for this. I... Yeah. I have a problem with that. I don't know why he really? got suspended. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know why. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Really? I, I really don't know. Okay. Yes,
0: calm, Are you down. Kidding? calm down. Really?
3: No, calm down, okay? Um, okay. If he gets busted for assault, I understand that, Okay. Uh, busted for drugs. I understand that, okay. And and I I, I understand that the, the driving under the influence is a very serious offense. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm having a problem with this one. No victim. Thankfully, because there could have been. I 100% agree with you, Charles. 100% agree with you. And if that had happened, then I'm not arguing with this. So if he had taken out I, I, a
2: gun and shot at somebody but missed, would that be okay and not suspendable? Uh, that's uh, kind of the same thing.
3: No, because that's still considered assault. Yeah. That's still kind of considered assault. It's a, it's a bad comparison. I no, I, I I just don't think that I don't think that this is a suspendable offense. And that's fine. And and good on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for doing it. Not waiting for the league to impose it. Right? And and that I I respect that. Um is the league going to come up with something different? Probably not, but it is within their power and their level of stupidity that they just might do that. But
2: I don't know. Well, Personally, I have we'll no problem with them suspending them myself.
3: Yeah. And, and and that's okay. I don't have a problem with them suspending them. I'm just not sure it's a suspendable, suspendable offense. That's all. But obviously, it is because it, it happened. And I'm going to take some heat on this one, and uh, so be it. I, the way i take it charles and i i don't think there's too many people out there that aren't guilty of this somewhere in your life you did something really stupid like this okay most people i'm not saying everybody but most people should have or could have been arrested for a dui okay I'm not saying right. that it, I'm not trying to. Nor, I'm not trying to normalize it. I'm not trying to justify it. I'm not trying to say that it's acceptable. I'm just saying that it's a lot more common, or was a lot more common than what anybody believes. Okay, and if you don't believe that, then you're lying to yourself. Um, oh no, that, I, that, I pers- think you're one hundred percent right. Okay, I don't think that I should be suspended from my work that okay but if I got caught uh, got charged with this domestic violence or a bar fight or uh, you know uh, assault with a weapon or you know all of these sort of things or uh, illegal drugs I understand the justification on all of that because those are not acceptable those are not things that we've all done that's where I'm trying to come with that dead silence
1: did We lose will No, I'm waiting. I'm waiting until you let me talk. And I'm going to you're, let him go you're waiting me. to
3: right now. Yeah, go ahead. Okay.
1: So So this is my thought process, okay? And and Christopher, you're probably I don't know if you think alike, but or if you ever get it, okay? We come from the same era, okay? When we, we were did. in our 20s, when we were in our 20s, drinking and driving was a sport, okay? It was. I'll I'll be the first to admit that at my peak, I probably drank and drove six days a week. Yeah. Okay. Was it right? No. Did I ever hurt anybody? No. Was it dangerous? Yes. Did I ever get caught? No. Okay. I, I have the answers. And now I don't drink at all, okay, so it's not an issue for me. And even if I did drink, my wife doesn't drink, so it would never be an issue for me. And most people, and Charles can can attest to this, I think people, Charles' age group or maybe his son's age group, they are, this is hammered into their head from a very young age that you don't drink and drive. Okay? hmm And and I don't disagree with that. And and but as far as suspending him goes, okay, they had to suspend him because these organizations support a lot of people and there's mothers against drunk driving and all these other organizations. And if this and if the bombers didn't do that, they would lose some fans in my opinion. Okay? And and
0: then
2: not credibility. Got to turn
1: around no. And then you got to turn around and say is this guy fucking stupid? Because okay, catch an Uber, take a cab, whatever, ask a buddy to drive you home. There's all there's no reason for you have for you to have a DUI in this day and age. No. Okay. There's no reason whatsoever. It's just that I'm sure he was thinking. I'm not gonna get caught. Ah, uh, let's just do it. No big deal, okay? And he got caught, and and he's paying for it. I mean, I've seen things. I've seen things online saying, you know, if he's got a drinking problem and he needs help, you know, he should get the help. Well, you know what? He probably made a momentarily decision that was wrong and we don't know what his alcohol level was we don't know any of those things
3: no we
1: don't so so we don't and once again let me ask you guys this let me ask you guys this two or three or four years ago Charleston Hughes was found sleeping in his car with the motor running and he was impaired Um, Mm -hmm. two years ago after the Great Cup in Edmonton, Ellingson had an impaired driving charge. Yep. yep do we well, know what happened? Right. Do we Do we know what happened to those guys? Anybody know? Well, nothing. Okay, so it's I I'm telling you it's just it's just for looks, and and I hope the guy doesn't drink and drive, okay? Because it's not good. 'cause you have a you know, you have a five thousand pound weapon, okay? So I don't know. But should he get suspended? Absolutely. And you know, it's because of the it's because of the climate of the day. Climate of the day. How does that sound? And uh, once again I am not I'm not condoning drinking and
3: driving. Mm-hmm. Nor am I. Right. nor am i not in any way shape or form Nope. okay and we don't know whether this guy had two drinks was slightly over the limit and had no problems driving at all or he was just blottoed and driving from ditch to ditch and all over the place and backwards and sideways and everything else um, we don't know whether that is. And, you know, he could be, well, I've only had two drinks. I'm perfectly fine to drive. Or, you know what? Yeah. He is He is so drunk that he doesn't have the ability to make the decision that he shouldn't drive. I've known people in that, uh, that state. I mean, I used to be a bouncer at a bar. i watched this every night. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, we don't know the circumstances on this, so it's really hard to, to throw too much at him. But I think it, a lot of it was made... This was made bigger because of what happened two days earlier in BC. If he, did, if he was a member of the Ottawa Red Blacks or the Edmonton Elks, and it, it would not have been as big a deal on social media. Or it was a special yeah. teams player, or it was this, or it was that. But because he just had a monster game in BC and hitting 200 yards, uh, th- this this exploded way bigger than it should have. That's my take.
1: Yeah, and and I mean he has been he has been way up there in the league this year. He's had a great season, and it's too bad Ooh. that he's gonna that he's that he screwed it up this year. But once again. And who knows? He could have done this. I, I had a. I have a a, a, a coworker that I work with that is was notorious for drinking and driving, even in this day and age. And he has, and I and I remember this. He was at my 50th birthday party, and he got drunk, and he was really drunk, and my youngest stepson tried to stop him from going and driving his car and he would have nothing to, he didn't want anything to do with it. He left that day and drove his car and he did it continuously until about a year and a half ago, he was coming home from a flames game and he wasn't that drunk, but he had two or three beers and they pulled him over and charged him with impaired driving. And his life changed for the next four months after that. Yeah. And I promise you, that guy is never going to drink and drive again. But yeah. well, wow. you know, until maybe it
3: that happens. guy. Yeah. But I know, I know people have got three and four or five
1: DUIs. Yeah, they just absolutely. Don't learn. And I know guys, I know guys who have machines in their car that they have to blow in before their car will start. Yeah, <laughs>
3: not okay. everyone's
2: a genius. So-
3: No, that's for sure. Oh, no, that's that's imposed on by law. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, hey, whatever. I mean, the guy goes to the bar and he blows up a balloon, ties the balloon off so that he can go into the bar, drink, come out, and push the balloon into his breathalyzer in his car so the car starts. Yep. Yep. Okay, I mean, these are people that have serious problems. Now, if Kenny Lawler is one of them, then, then the situation is different. But, you know, I don't know. I'm not making any comments or statements on this any further. What else do you guys want to talk about?
1: Is there more stuff on the agenda?
3: No. No, we've got really? everything on the agenda. Yeah. We got twenty minutes to go, so make something up. Let's go over to Let's Talk CFL and see what's in the news there. Oh, who's worse, Ottawa or Edmonton? That's a good question.
1: Who's worse, Ottawa or Edmonton? No, oh. I don't. I don't. I don't oh. think it is when tre- when Trevor Harris is uh, healthy. I think Ottawa is worse because they don't have a real quarterback.
2: Yeah, yeah I, uh, I I can't disagree with that.
3: No, it's yeah, Edmund- Edmonton correct. can
2: play; they're better. I mean, although they did beat. Um, Let's face it, Ottawa did beat the the first time trevor Harris was playing then, so
0: yeah, but yeah I would
2: still if if i if they were playing each other and I had to bet had to bet money, I would still probably put it on Edmonton well
3: if they were playing each other, I would still bet on Edmonton just simply because it can't it's you can't bet on ottawa you can't there's nothing there. Charles did. Today. I tried that, it did I tried that, it didn't work. There's nothing there. And and then they turn around and surprise you and beat the elks, right? I mean. Hmm. Okay. Um, where are we going here? Uh I saw something else in here that was pretty good. As of October thirtieth well, hey, why, unvaccinated... talk...
1: why don't
3: sorry, go ahead. I said as of October 30th, any unvaccinated CFL players will be ineligible for air travel in Canada. It will be mandatory to have be vaccinated to travel in an airplane in Canada, regardless of whether it's a charter or a regular scheduled flight. It puts a lot of players in a lot of difficult positions, and I mean a lot of players,
1: and the and the entire population is going to be the same thing after November thirtieth. So,
3: yeah. Well, I, no, it's October thirtieth. It's it's everybody. Oh, is it October thirtieth? Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Odd, it, yeah I think he's right. It's not. It's not <sighs> just they're not, they're not picking on CFL players. This is anybody on no. any airline or charter that's flying in Canada has to be vaccinated by October 30th. Okay, what were you going to say, there, Will?
1: Um, let's talk about the report that came out today or yesterday about Brock Sunderland, and um, it was a three-down Nation article. Oh, was uh, Joey Moss? that's correct and about uh yeah. also the, the equipment manager okay i i have more of a problem with joey moss than i do the equipment manager but and do you know
3: about this christopher no i, I i've been building a, a garden shed sorry
1: okay so so do you know who joey moss is
3: yes joey moss was the um down syndrome gentleman from the Edmonton That's Eskimos that, that that did everything, was just is loved by everybody, and he recently passed away, I think a, a year or two ago, and a uh, right. very sad state of affairs. But he, he did live a long life of being Down syndrome.
1: Yes, but apparently, according to this article, um, Brock Sunderland banned him from the locker room because he was a distraction that's what they're coming out with today
2: that was a report although i did see that well the eskimos um did uh oh sorry the elks i'm still not used to that did um issue a press release denying that now whether of that's true they
1: did or just just yeah, of covering their did.
2: ass
1: yeah of course they did because People would be nutsy wild over something like oh,
3: this. They, 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 he'd be pulled out in the street and flogged.
1: Yep, yep,
3: <laughs> yep. Publicly so,
1: executed. Yep, yep, yep. It was, it was the same as, it's quite funny, I got a phone call at the office today that some lady, and I guess, I guess, one of my guys in one of our work trucks gave her the finger, okay? And yelled at her cuz apparently she cut him off. And she just she just went on and on and on at me on the phone. And when she was done, I said to her, "So, what should I do? Should I just take him out back behind the shop and execute him?" Or would it be okay if I just chopped his hand off? And she said she would have been happy. She'd be happy with the middle finger he gave her, okay? So, I mean, oh, come so she on, wants people. That cut off. Yeah, yeah. You take things too seriously. Come on. Come on. So.
3: One thing I know. I, I when, when you're. When you're driving a vehicle that's representing the company that you work for, you have to be, your behavior has to be better. Yep. absolutely true. And I did phone my guy and
1: I said, okay, you're driving a fucking billboard. Yes. What are you doing? What are you doing? And his words, his exact words were the effing C word cut me off. (laughs) And I said,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: okay, but what I'm saying is you're in a company vehicle, and it's like a moving billboard. Don't do that. And he says, but the effing C word cut me off. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to get anywhere with this. I'm just going to hang up. Okay, and that's what Good. I did. It's like you don't yeah. get it, so I'm not even going to try. No, no, so, not at all. Whatever. Um
0: Okay, so
3: we're going to go back to this Eddie Steele thing, okay? Eddie Steele, the yeah. guy from uh, Ched Radio that got got let go, and I'm looking at us on Three Down um, Facebook page here, and I just found an article that said six thirty Ched should be ashamed. Riders analyst Luke Mullender, blast station for firing Eddie Steele. Is that not the spot yep. calling the kettle black? Because well, the, the Ro- riders fired Rod Peterson.
0: Kind of.
2: Now it wasn't Luke Mullender that did it. He doesn't. I don't believe he works for the Riders, but. Um, Still, I don't remember him calling out, uh, calling them out either. So, but yeah, I mean, he is right what? When, he, when he's saying it. <laughs> I don't disagree with right. what he's saying, but you're right though. Uh, he did have he's to. He's uh... critical. Yeah, he is. Because the writers did the same thing to to Rod Peterson. You're right. But I don't know. Maybe he did call them out. I don't actually remember.
1: I don't either.
3: I don't know. I disagree with it. But, yeah, if, if Brock Sunderland actually did this, uh, he should be ashamed of himself, and um, I'm, I'm sorry. The uh, Edmonton elf should be ashamed of themselves for covering it up. Yeah, but and whatever. Uh, now, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with this whole thing. Uh, the, the next line in here that says. What's the culture of an organization that files a, fire, fires a loyal employee like Dwayne Mandruska after 49 years and bans Joey Moss from the dressing room because it's been decided he's become a distraction? These decisions were made by Brock Sunderland. Let's talk about that. That's, that's the comment here. Now, that is from mm-hmm. Robin Brownlee, who is a respected Edmonton media man. Okay Is he going to get fired (laughs) Probably not Uh, Probably not
1: Yeah
3: (laughs) Okay now um, Joey Moss Nephew Adam Walker Released the following statement through the team. The Edmonton Elks always included Joey with the organization until the day he was no longer able to work. The Elks continue to support Joey and his legacy. The 50-50 in 2020 raised nearly half a million dollars for the Joey Moss Memorial Fund. This will be an annual event. The Elks have hired two individuals from the Winfield Stewart Employment Program, which I guess um, is a, an employment program for uh, challenged individuals. And they've been an outstanding organization and have always treated Joey with the highest respect. Why is this even an article?
1: Because uh, Three Down Nation had nothing to write about. He needed something to write about, apparently.
3: But the seasons, we have a football season. No, they're trying to keep to themselves about.
2: entertained between games.
3: Oh, what a surprise. I went to see who wrote this article, and it says, written by three-down staff.
2: I absolutely hate that they can get away with doing that. If you're going right. to have uh, put this crap article out, at least have the guts to put the person who wrote it.
1: Yeah, but if they put the person who wrote it down you will never get to go to the Edmonton locker room again, okay? So they're not going to do that.
3: Well, I, I, excuse me. If it's published by Three Down Nation, I wouldn't let Three Down Nation in my locker room. Yeah, you know, period. popular forget who wrote it. it
1: anyways, so. uh, do they let them in? I don't know how Manhattan?
3: popular. I
1: don't know. I mean, if they're legitimate press, they probably get a press pass. Frank
3: Stenisian got a press pass. Kelly Bale got a press pass.
1: Isn't that scary?
2: That one still puzzles me. I'm sorry. That was with Which that uh, yeah. last word on sports.
3: Yeah. Which is still part of our podcast. I really have to pay some money and get some they are. some new intros. Wait, haven't you listened to the intro? I guess, yeah, they still, yeah. they're still. they still on the intro, we, there, aren't they? I don't even think they exist, do they?
1: No, I don't, I don't think
3: they do. So. Anyhow, I haven't heard squat from them for a long time. Yep. But anyhow, um, yeah, it just—it's there, and it just has—has has <laughs> what? Oh, I'm—I'm I'm flipping through. Facebook looking for things to talk about right now, considering we've got about four minutes left in the show, and um, I came across a do you know what a log loader looks like? It's an excavator with an arm going out and a big grapple to pick up logs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, the grapple's been disconnected from the arm, and the two of them are sitting apart, and that's usually not a good thing and it, it and the caption is it's a new Bluetooth grapple. Oh, sorry. I guess you got to be an excavator operator to understand the humor but there's probably no such thing as there's no such thing as a bluetooth grapple it's just broke separated okay anyhow
1: that's where sports so, still exist actually
3: does it does it yep it does Wow. I'm impressed you went looking. But
2: I don't see okay. any CFL contact anymore. So, oh yeah, I'm wrong. Is this Sorry. on
3: their website or is this on Facebook?
2: Yeah. But their most recent CFL article was ha- written on June 14th, 2020. Over a year ago. Wow.
3: Yeah. Okay, well Anyways. I guess they're they're not really relevant anymore. I'm not gonna get gonna get the countdown on this. And uh,
2: uh right now three minutes.
3: Well see and I've got two minutes and twelve seconds, so Oh. It's it it it's counting it down. I, that's what's up on the on the console, Blog Talk Console says so two two minutes and okay. twelve seconds and I don't know how that's gonna work or wh- where it's going to actually end. So we're gonna shut her down in about thirty seconds or so. Um anything else you guys wanna touch base on while we're still doing this? No,
1: I'm good. I'm good.
3: Yeah, I think I am too, yep. Well, you wanna just call it a night, gentlemen?
1: Well no. Well, there's only two minutes left, so <laughs> This is been guess Let's Talk C
3: F L Podcast episode number four hundred and fifty six. Oh. Blog talk bitch just told me it's ninety seconds. Wow, okay.
0: Oh. This is the us <laughs> yeah. Talk
3: C F L Podcast episode number four hundred and fifty seven. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. We got to talk to football about football for almost two hours and uh, probably will be by the time we're done. Anyhow, I uh, wish you guys all a very happy um, Thanksgiving weekend and be safe and no drinking and driving because that's bad. Uh, you might not get suspended from work, but you, you, it, it's bad. Don't do it. Um, anyhow, you guys enjoy the field. football this weekend. Four games coming up, including two Monday games. Charles, say good night.
2: Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you uh, next week.
3: And William.
1: Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Watch football this weekend. And go Ottawa, go.
3: Yeah, you didn't even pick Ottawa. Don't do that. Good night, everybody. Cheers.